Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is here and we just got some big news to talk about then after that a player to sell a player to start two receivers to buy low the prop of the week sponsored by prize picks three tight ends you can add or should have added and defenses and kickers to stream with six teams on by all right here on the breakout football podcast on the believe network sponsored by prize picks I'm your host, Zach Cohen, at Zach Cohen FB on all social media of the 33rd team. Just got word, Rashad Bateman, Ravens wide receiver, is out for the season. And Saints receiver Michael Thomas is expected to not play again this season, according to Dennis Allen. He was placed on IR. He's been dealing with a toe injury. Here's how to navigate those two situations moving forward. What I like coming out of Baltimore, Devin DuVernay, and yes, that is how you pronounce his name, he's had five games of double-digit points this season. Clearly, he should be on rosters. But he's been too touchdown-dependent to be a confident start. He scored a touchdown in four of those five games, which included a kick return against Miami in Week 2. DuVernay also led Ravens wideouts in targets over the two weeks Bateman missed. And I would suggest that he's a low floor option for now simply because you know he is going to be the wide receiver one in Baltimore. Technically receiver two if you include Mark Andrews, but he's hurt. We'll get to him and Isaiah likely in a little bit. I think DuVernay is a low floor option. He obviously has the upside of scoring. He was worth some waiver capital. I'm literally pulling this from my waiver wire column on the 33rd team. Not someone to start just yet. Baltimore throws to their receivers at a bottom three rate in football. That could change with Thursday night football tonight. He's not someone to start yet. A player you can start, and you should be starting, and you should continue to start. Chris Olave. He was my rookie wide receiver one coming into the season, even with the expectation that Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry were both going to be healthy. Clearly, That has not worked out. Thomas on the IR again, probably won't play again this season. You can continue starting Olave as a high end to mid wide receiver too. He should continue to see anywhere from 7 to 13 targets. I still like Taysom Hill in that offense. Alvin Kamara should continue to feast. Andy Dalton probably the starter moving forward. But even then, whether it's Dalton or they switch back to Winston, Olave is a near lock in your lineups unless you're loaded at the position. If you follow me on social media, you know that I cannot stand the first overall pick in fantasy. Whether it's a curse or failure to live up to expectations or a little bit of both, something always goes wrong. That curse normally pertaining to injuries. That has happened with Jonathan Taylor this season and this week especially. He has been a big time bust. He has not been healthy. He missed practice Wednesday and now Thursday. He is trending toward not playing in week nine. What does that mean for Dion Jackson, who just saw Naheem Hines get traded to the Bills? Well, I can tell you right now, if you didn't pick up Dion Jackson already, you better scramble to go do that. 
Because this kid could be a league winner if Jonathan Taylor misses time. The Colts play the Patriots. It's a tough matchup. The Patriots are in the top three of fantasy points. A louder. Technically bottom three. They're not a good matchup. But in week five and week six, Jackson played 58% and 66% of the snaps approximately, respectively, against Denver. He had 13 carries and four targets. Against the Jags in week six, he had 12 carries, a touchdown, and 10 catches on 10 targets. No Naheem Hines, no Jonathan Taylor, potentially, potentially. Zach Moss traded there. Will he be ready? Is he even good? I doubt it. If Taylor is out, or even a little banged up, Deion Jackson could easily slide into your flex, but if Taylor is a confirmed out... He's someone you want starting. Unless you have better running backs, maybe you're like me and you have some star running backs missing with a bye week, then yeah, Deion Jackson seems like a pretty clear plug and play into your lineups. So I wanted to talk about another running back. Deontay Foreman just balled. Three touchdowns. Chuba Hubbard was out. The Panthers probably should have, could have won against Atlanta. Instead, I'm going to turn to my colleague Ben Wolbranski of the 33rd team. I just didn't feel like rehashing everything that he said because he brought up the really good points. So here's Wolby talking about why Deontay Foreman is a must-sell in fantasy. This video is from earlier in the week. Deontay Foreman was awesome in Week 8. Pending Monday Night Football, he finished the week as the RB4, and he was one of five skill players to score three or more touchdowns. You might feel like he struck gold with his waiver wire pickup, but I think you need to sell him before it's too late. Let's talk about his red zone usage. Deontay Foreman led the NFL this week with the number of fantasy points that came from the red zone. 22 of his fantasy points came from within the red zone, and that's about 70% of his total points. For comparison, only eight of Derrick Henry's fantasy points came from the red zone, and that's about 20% of his total points this week. Before today, the Panthers had the fewest plays in the red zone for the entire season, only 28. The Panthers pass the ball on about 60% of their plays. They run the ball on about 40% of their plays. Chuba Hubbard is coming back from an injury within the next few weeks, and going forward, they're not going to see a ton of positive game scripts like they saw on Sunday. I don't think Deontay Foreman is going to get this type of usage going forward, so if he can, cut the bait and sell him. Shout out to Wolby for letting me use that video. Let's get on with some more players to talk about ahead of week nine. We got a player to start, two receivers to buy really low. My prop of the week sponsored by Prize Picks and three tight ends you could right now. I'm telling y'all, if you do not have Prize Picks, this prop I'm going to give you in just a few moments is a smash. If you've been a regular listener of this show, then you know that every week I was smashing a Matthew Stafford interception. That hit all but one week. And then a couple weeks ago, Prize Picks was like, yeah, that's free money. We're taking it off, which I do not blame them for. I'm a little upset, but it's understandable this week. I don't want to give it away, but it's in a similar realm. I'm looking at those interceptions, and there is a clear favorite to pick. If you do not have prize picks, use my code ZCOHEN, Z-C-O-H-E-N, to sign up and deposit a 100% deposit match. You put in 10, they'll give you 10 free, no strings attached. You put in 100, up to $100, I think you know where it's going. A player to start. I wrote about this player on Monday and now it's looking like he is an even more obvious star. It is Josh Palmer of the Chargers. We knew Mike Williams was going to be out, has a week or two until he's eligible to return. Now Keenan Allen's injury that he hurt uh, re-aggravated a couple weeks ago. It's starting to get worse according to reports. Over the bye, it did not heal the way they wanted. 
It looks like LA is going into Atlanta this weekend with Josh Palmer as their wide receiver one. The Falcons are giving up the most points to fantasy receivers. If Palmer does not have a big or even a good game, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll hang up my towel. I'm just kidding. That will never happen. But still, it has been a weird season. So I wouldn't put it past Palmer for just absolutely sucking. But no team has more pass attempts per game than the Chargers this season. And only one team has given up more pass attempts per game than the Falcons. It seems like a near lock that Palmer should ball out this weekend. I'm willing to bet he is not one of your top receivers, but you should consider getting him into your starting lineups. One of my favorite things to do is just look up stats, simple stats, advanced stats, and kind of figure out a takeaway or two from them. And I was just scrolling through wide receiver target leaders, and I correlated them with their fantasy ranks on a per-game basis with a minimum of five games. Wide receiver target leaders. I took out Hopkins because he has not played at least five games. Obviously, Hollywood and Chase are out for an extended period of time. You have one Cooper Cup wide receiver two on a per-game basis. Two Tyreek Hill wide receiver three. Three Hollywood Brown wide receiver seven. Four Jamar Chase wide receiver five. Fifth in targets per game, Stephon Diggs, but he's the wide receiver one. Six Justin Jefferson wide receiver four. Seven, Michael Pittman, only wide receiver 13. Eight, Devontae Adams, wide receiver nine. Number nine, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver 40. Number 10, Chris Godwin, wide receiver 33. Number 11, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver 17. And number 12, A.J. Brown, wide receiver 6. I think it's pretty clear which two receivers stand out. It's Deontay Johnson and Chris Godwin. Godwin, wide receiver 33, despite seeing the 10th most targets per game and a minimum of five games. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver 40 in fantasy points per game. And he has seen the 9th most targets per game this season among eligible receivers. And think about it like this. It's not like they come from bad producing offenses. Sure, the Steelers' offense is not what you would call good, but... With Chase Claypool out now, and the Steelers still throwing at the 12th highest rates, you should expect Johnson sooner or later to score a freaking touchdown. He has been a high-floor, low-ceiling player this whole season, and yet, just a touchdown. That's all he needs. I think he's a great buy-low receiver. I like Chris Godwin as a bit better of an option to start moving forward, especially since he has been averaging double-digit points since he's been healthy. Maybe Tampa gets better, maybe they don't. Either way, they are throwing the ball at the second highest rate. Those two receivers could be underwhelming for their fantasy managers. I would try to look into trading for two of them at a cheap cost than what it could become later in the season before your fantasy trade deadline. All right, if you need tight end help or defense and kicker help, we'll get to that in a sec. But the prop of the week, sponsored by Prize Picks, an interception. For McCorkle Jones, Mac Jones. Oh boy, he has one pick in each of his last five games. I think this is my new Stafford prop. It just seems like a lock. Patriots playing the Colts. Colts, not above league average in interceptions this season, but that's fine because you look at who Mac has played and how poorly he has played. It seems pretty apparent he could be throwing a pick this weekend against the Colts. And again, if you do not have prize picks, they will match your deposit if you use my code to sign up and deposit. So you got to sign up, you got to deposit. But look, that's a free 100 bucks right there. You put in 100, they give you 100. My code, ZCohen. And as an added bonus, if you decide to sign up, 
using my code and you make that deposit, screenshot it. Send me proof and I will help you set your lineups. I will help you set your props for however long you want. Prize picks, code Z Cohen, Mac Jones, over a half an interception. I'm stealing some more work from, well, myself, because I did write a waiver column on the 33rd team. You could follow them at the 33rd team FB on all social media or go to the 33rd team.com. I write a waiver column for them every Sunday night, Monday morning, and Tuesday morning. All one big composite of a piece. Greg Dulcich. Isaiah Likely, and Robert Tunyon. Three tight ends that if you need help, you should pick them up, and here's why. Dulcich is on a bye this week, so you can't start him. But moving forward, he could be pretty darn good. He led the Broncos with 87 receiving yards last week. He was second on the team in targets behind Jerry Judy. But since taking his first snaps three weeks ago, Dulcich has averaged 11.8 fantasy points. That would be good for tight end six if he keeps up that pace. Here's the real kicker. He's only scored once. So you're playing him with a safety blanket around him, hoping that he scores to even out that negative regression. What does that all mean? He's doing well and he hasn't even scored, people. Like, Dulcich should be pretty darn good and he's only a rookie. Helps, too, that of Denver's nine remaining games, five of them are against teams that are top five in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Those are some good games. Next up, Isaiah Likely. As of this recording, we do not know if Mark Andrews will play on Monday Night Football. I think there's a chance he does suit up, but even if he doesn't, Isaiah Likely could have some fantasy upside. Well, he does have fantasy upside. Will he be fantasy relevant? I don't know. If Andrews is out, 100% Likely is a start. No team throws to their tight ends more than Baltimore. No team's tight ends have a higher target share than Baltimore's tight ends. In Week 8, with Andrews hurt, Likely was second on the team in targets, and he ran more routes than any Raven in Week 8. Now with Andrews dealing with an injury, and Bateman out for the season, they might just throw to Likely more. They might get him more involved. He doesn't have a great upcoming schedule against the Saints, and he has a bye week in Week 10. But still, if you need somebody to potentially start with a dart throw this week, go with Likely, or go with Robert Tunyon. Speaking of injuries, that Green Bay receiving room could use some band-aids. They've seen a lot of banged up players go through that room, which has helped Tunyon see a snap count increase over the last three weeks. He's coming off a game where he scored only 8.5 fantasy points, only six targets. Yet that's pretty, pretty solid. It's sad to say, but that's pretty solid for tight ends right now. Now, is he the best start in week nine? Not really. But he does have a good matchup against Detroit. The Lions have allowed the third most fantasy points to tight ends. You could do a lot worse than Tunyon. There's a good chance he's a tight end one this week regardless. And as always, I like to end with some kickers and defenses to stream. The full article by yours truly. Don't know why I said yours truly. I've never said that before and I will never say it again. Uh, I write a streaming kickers and defenses article for the 33rd team every Wednesday afternoon. That is up. I'm going to run through it. But first, if again, if you're not following me already, feel free to do so and reach out to me with any fantasy questions, prop questions, proof that you follow the show, and proof that you use my code to sign up and deposit. We'll kind of of act as an express pass. I think you can imagine how busy I tend to get during the week, especially on Sundays. I also go live on TikTok every Sunday morning before the games at Zach Cohen FB. If you need a defense or kicker, kickers, good once again. I like Chase McLaughlin at New England. I like Michael Badgley versus Green Bay. And I like Jake Elliott at Houston, who plays on Thursday night. So we'll see how well that ages. If you need another guy, Matt Prater looks solid as well. Defenses to stream. 
Don't love many of them this week. You're kind of just hoping that they don't crap the bed. You're hoping they at least hit the median. Last week, last week, only eight defenses hit the mark of eight fantasy points. The median was five. So you're really just hoping they kind of get six, seven, eight fantasy points. Nothing too crazy. Obviously, things change. Players get hurt. Players stink. Maybe some of these teams will see 10-plus points, but none of them are givens. I do like the Chiefs versus the Titans as my number one streaming defense. Dolphins at the Bears has some potential, and the Vikings at the Commanders. Those are the three defenses I think you could stream if you need to. Obviously, Eagles-Bills are locks to start this week. My goodness, it is not a great week to, great week to stream, but it is a great week to follow this show and follow me everywhere on social media if you have any more questions feel free to reach out i will respond dms get a little tricky but you can at me on twitter comment on instagram comment on tiktok hell send me a raven i don't care this has been the breakout football podcast on the believe network sponsored by prize picks code z cohen 100 deposit match when you sign up and deposit using my code i'm zach cohen of the 33rd team as always everyone have a great week nine stay safe And peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.